Welcome to the Rise of the Beauty CEO. I'm Jessica, your host, an excellent owner, a multiple six-figure business. I take you through the life cycle of buying, growing, and selling a beauty business today. I talk about real strategies to grow your business, helping you remove the overwhelm, bring you to a place of excitement for the balance of your business and your life. We talk about the real issues we go through as we step into the role of being the beauty CEO with strategies to build the foundations, moving you from full-time employee to full-time CEO and everything in between. Sit down, grab a coffee, grab a pen and paper, and let's get you inspired. Hey, I just wanted to have a little chat with you. Are you frustrated about where to focus your time in growing your business? Dreaming about being able to work on the business instead of in the business? Gosh, I don't know how many times I heard that saying while I was deep in my salon. I get it. I was there and I was able to move from employee to CEO. I've now developed a roadmap for you, which shows you the exact steps I took to grow the business and finally step away. I've made it super simple and easy to follow. It's called the Foundation Roadmap. It takes the confusion out of where to start and it sets you on the path of growing your business to be able to be a client magnet on autopilot. All you need to do is go to jessicakidner.net forward slash roadmap and download your copy today. In today's episode, I want to talk about how I grew my business in the first year, taking it from a one-woman show and then building it to a six-figure business in the first year. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very juicy topic for you, and it's how I grew my business in the very first year. So this is going back to 2008, I think. And I had taken my one-woman show, which was a pretty much a nail salon with a little bit of beauty. And then I started to transform it into the multiple six-figure business that I ended up being when I sold it. But a lot of people ask me, how did I do it? And really, sometimes we make moves in our business and we don't really know why we're doing it. We just know that we should be doing something and maybe we just try lots of different things to see what will stick. And that definitely was the case with me when I first bought my salon. I was the staff member in the business. Um, I rented space from that salon and then I went on to purchase it. And obviously I had some ideas of where I wanted to go, but I didn't really know how I was going to get there. But I did get there. And now that I've sold the business and I've had some time away from the business, I've had time to reflect on what it was that I actually did that made the biggest difference. And if I was to do my time again, I definitely would be implementing these things a lot quicker than what I did. And that is what I'm hoping you take from this episode today. Take the things that I wish that I had done a lot quicker and implement them into your business so you don't have to prolong the process of success. Because if I can do it, you can do it too. Now, looking back, I can see there were some major pivotal moments in my first year of business. And that is where the foundations to build the bigger and the better, easier life for myself really started to form. You know, as soon as I bought the business, I knew I had a dream of what I wanted it to look like but I didn't have really a plan to how to get there. So after we purchased the business, I used my dream to mark out the steps I needed to be able to create the life that I wanted and really create the roadmap of where I wanted to take this business. So I looked at the end result, I broke down each stage, and then I started to implement it into the business. So the dream then created the plan and the plan became my action steps of what I should be doing. 
So the first thing I did when I purchased the business was hire a staff member. Now, this was a huge block for me, but I really, I'm actually quite proud about how quickly I worked through this block because I knew that I had to get help. And I had to dive into hiring someone and the fear was real. How were they going to treat my clients? How was I going to train them? Were they going to be good enough? Um, Was their skill level up to my skill level? That way that the clients would be happy to change over to them. All of these fears were real and they were all met in reality because the first person I hired was not the perfect person. She was a beautiful, kind soul, but just was not the right fit for my business, my clientele, and the skill level that I was looking for. But what it did do was give me the practice of placing an ad, doing interviews, looking over references, and actually hiring someone and then putting them through the training of the salon. So how I trained them, what steps to take, all of that sort of stuff was a really good learning curve to get over the first time of hiring someone. And then I actually tweaked that as I went um, and hired, I'm guessing like 30 to 40 people after that because we did have quite a big team at one stage. Now, the second thing I did was I started to redesign the website. We had a very basic website that the past owner had started themselves. And we really started to break that down and make it as as simple as possible and also as clear as possible of what we wanted the client to do. This was in a time where websites were brand new, especially to the, like the, the majority of beauty businesses. So lucky for me, my husband does have an interest in computers, so he was helping me with the website. He revamped it, he put in the images, we worked on the copy, and we really focused on putting a professional foot forward. So the clients knew that they could trust us, that we were easy to find, No one in the industry around us really had a website. So we were able to jump on that trend really quickly and start putting together copy and offers on the website to get people interested. And this is where we dived into Google ads. We started with Google ads and then we started to put a professional foot forward so people could find us online because we wanted to step away from the letterbox drop and things that we couldn't track the conversion rate. So the conversion rate is how much effort we're putting in to be able to get a click or a customer into the salon. And we found that the website was the best way to do that. Now, the third thing that I did was I changed the services to be as simple as possible because this would lead to the staff being easy to train. A lot of people think that they have to overcomplicate each service and add all the bells and whistles where really my clientele in particular, and you know, you need to look into your own clientele to find out what they're looking for, but my clientele wanted a quick, clean an easy service, get their procedure done and then leave the salon because these were busy women. They were working women, they were on their lunch breaks, they were mothers, they had school pickup, they had lunch dates. They were really busy women and they did not want to be sitting in a salon for two hours having an acrylic refill at the time. So I changed my services to be as quick as possible, as easy as possible and I didn't realise at the time but it actually became a benefit to me when I started to hire more staff because the simpler it was and the less equipment we had to use and the easier it was to clean things in the salon actually worked in my favor when it came to training my staff members, which was the goal in the whole process of actually buying this business. Because remember, I wanted to personally step away from the salon. I did not want to be doing the clients. I wanted to be at home having the children and being able to pop in, train, do the odd client here and there whenever I wanted. 
I know that might sound a little bit dramatic, but it's just the what I wanted to do within my life. I knew that I wanted to have the children, be available to the children, but then also have a, an escape, which was the business. So that was what I was planning way before I even got married. Um, all these little things together made it so much easier for me when it actually came time for me to to step away and to implement these things. So I started back a good three years before I even got married. So the next thing I did was I changed the look and the feel of the salon. So I decluttered and I removed a lot of the stock that we won't be using. I removed a lot of the equipment and also the, the furniture. I just did not want a lot of mess in the salon. I wanted it to be clean and easy to clean for the staff to be able to wipe over everything everything to be disposable that could be disposable are really focused on making it as clean and easy as possible. One, so that my, my clients knew that they were getting new nail files, they were getting new foot files, they were getting new pedicure liners. This is all before it really became noticeable that the, the nail industry needed a shake me up with hygiene. I was putting this in back in 2008 and really made it a focus to tell people that we were a clean and hygienic salon. And this benefited me because when it became time to have those five or six staff members, especially at Christmas or busy times, it was easy to refresh the, the station. I made sure that everything was cleaned off. There was no chance of a mistake that uh, staff would forget to clean something or they would reuse something by accident. We would offer it to the, the client or we would throw it away. And this was something that we implemented straight away. Now, the biggest and final thing that I can remember that we implemented in the very first year was collecting more information on my clients. So we were always trained that clients should fill in a client card and then that would always be put into a drawer and really just forgotten about because we weren't really taught what to do with the information after that initial filling out of the client form. But I made sure that I was collecting their home address, their phone number, their birthday, and their email address. This was something really new to the industry and clients were a little hesitant to give me their email to start off with. They didn't understand why I would need it, but it really paid off in the long term. When I started diving into email marketing in 2010, I really started to use that as the catalyst for all my marketing at all. Everything went through my email marketing system first, and then it went onto Facebook, and then it went onto Google Ads and my website. But setting this up the first thing in that first year, it really gave me a good foundation to be able to start tapping into the clients that I already had growing my business from the inside out. Because every time I speak to a new um, coaching client or anyone in any sort of industry, it's always how do I get more clients? And at the end of the day, if your pricing isn't correct, if your marketing isn't correct, new clients are not going to solve your problem, okay? I see so many times on social media adverts of how to get your seller more busier and how to get more clients and all this sort of stuff. And really, guys, ask yourself, is more clients going to solve my problem or is it actually going to create more problems? Because if your services are not priced correctly and you're losing money, doing more clients is not going to fix that. If you don't have a system to re-engage those clients the minute they walk out of your salon, you've just lost a whole new lead that could have been worth more than the $50 that they just came in to have done. You need to look at extending the process or the life journey of a customer. And that starts with email marketing. That is something you are going to hear me harp on about in almost every episode because I truly believe 
It is the quickest way to grow a business. It is the most cost-effective way to grow a business. And it is the way that I grew my business to a multiple six-figure business. I did not sit and wait for clients to find me on Instagram. I did not wait for referrals and my clients to referring their friends to me. I looked after and nurtured the ones I already had. I invited them to spend more. I invited them to try new services and I invited them to try new products. And that was the basis of growing my multiple six-figure business. So I ask you, what can you implement in your business right now, this year, in the next four or five months, that's going to make it easier for you to succeed next year? Is it redesigning your website? Is it changing your services and cutting the fluff out and just really giving them the best product or service or result they can get? Is it making your salon easier to move around, less cluttered? You know, a less cluttered salon actually is so good for the mind. Clients feel more at ease when they walk into a room that isn't cluttered. You don't have to dust and clean a room and make sure that your staff are doing it if you do have staff. It's one less thing to maintain. And are you going to be collecting more data on your clients? You know, they're saying in the future that data is actually worth more than gold. So really think about why. Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of it want your data. It's because it is valuable. And that is the asset that you can grow in your business that is growing, going to grow your profit margin. So today, start collecting it. Even if you do not know what you're going to be doing with it next year, I highly recommend that you put it aside, you have it there, and then you start focusing in on marketing to your clients that you've already got. If you've had any light bulb moments, I hope that you take action on them today. If you've got any questions or just want to have a little chin wag, you can reach out to me on Instagram or in my email, which is jessica at kidna.com.au. I will speak to you next week. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you really love this episode and really believe in the cause of the rise of the beauty CEO, you know how important reviews are. I would love it if you left a review, letting other people know that they should be listening to the rise of the beauty CEO to help them with their business journey, their personal life and their mindset. Have a beautiful day and I'll speak to you soon.